0: Hi guys, welcome to this episode of Slasher Collar. Welcome to Slash Akara. And today I have a guest with me, and it's a guest I'm really excited to talk to. Um, They are one half of the amazing Creek Talk podcast. And today we're going to be discussing a film that we both really love. So uh, without further ado, I'd like to introduce Stephen from Creek Talk Podcast. Hi, Stephen. Hi, Leroy. That was so nice. (laughs) I'm (laughs) going to cry. I mean, obviously, we we you know we talk now and then. So we, I'm, I'm really happy to have you on the show. Um, I'm a fan of the podcast. Um, I am a fan of Dawson's Creek myself. Um, I admit I haven't listened to every single episode yet, just because oh, of personal circumstances. <laughs> obviously, I've just finished university, so I'm trying to catch up with the series and the episodes at the same time. But I, I get can't believe, really.
1: I can't believe you would have me on your podcast, <laughs> not listen to every single episode of mine. <laughs> <laughs> It will I will eventually. I will eventually, I promise. Jamie doesn't even listen to it. So <laughs> I go, and she goes, No, I'm like still in season one. And she's like, we talked about it. So I was like, yeah, but don't you want to hear like the outcome? But I don't I'm not even offended. I don't
0: care. <laughs> I love that. I love that so much. She cracks me up. <laughs> so in terms of, of Creek Talk, obviously you're you're a fan of Dawson's Creek, but tell me how that idea came around.
1: Um. Oh, to start the podcast?
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah.
1: So I was just really wanting to do something Um. because I was just really bored. And you know, like when you're just constantly working and it was in the beginning of the pandemic and mm-hmm. I was just like, I need to do something fulfilling for myself because I feel like all I'm doing is just like, it's like Groundhog's Day every single day. Mm-hmm. And I was just thinking about just, I was like, everybody has a podcast. So like, why can't I do one? And then I was like, I don't, I guess you know I don't know what I'll do it on but Dawson's Creek just was always like in like sort of like the front of my mind because it was such a big part of my like teen years and like early um adulthood so then I was just like yeah I'm going to just make a podcast
0: about Dawson's <laughs>
1: Creek and I asked Jamie who I wasn't even sure would want to do it and she was just like on board like right away and we just had a couple meetings to figure out everything figure everything out and then we just got going with it and I feel like we're almost at forty episodes now and it's been such like a um like our podcast is just getting so much like smoother, I think, over all these like episodes that we're doing. And I think we have really good rapport with each other. So I'm I love it. I'm like so excited to do it every week with her. So <laughs> taking and- the notes part kind of bothers me sometimes. <laughs> So <laughs> I'm like, Jesus Christ, they talk so much. <laughs> but like it's the end result is always um I, I'm like so happy with it. So
0: I mean, it's a great show. I mean, you you and Jamie have such great, great commentary and dialogue together. Uh, I think that that dynamic duo of you two, it just works so well for, for what you're talking about. And, you know, it, I see more and more that, you know, you get more and more listeners within weeks. Like, you know, it keeps going up and up and, you know, you should be really proud of that. It's such, honestly, it's a really good show. And I'm, I'm really glad that you did decide to do something like that. Thank you.
1: That makes me feel so happy. And yeah, we're we're very proud of it. And we're, you know, we're still thinking about, like, the future and, like, what we could do after the show. And, you know, I'm like, maybe we could just do the, because everybody likes the theme song, which my partner ended up writing. And, like, he sings. And people always comment about it. And I'm like, well, we have to figure out how to use the theme song when Dawson's Creek is over. And I was like, what if we did, like, Creek Talk and something else? (laughs) It's like going to be so funny because we. That's just how our personalities are. We're just like whatever. So we'll see what happens. But but yeah, that that was really nice.
0: I appreciate that you said that. It's no problem at all. Um, I mean, of course, with with Dawson's Creek, um, you know, it was written by Kevin Williamson, who mm-hmm. famously wrote. I don't know if you've ever heard of this slasher film. It's. I, I, don't, know, I don't think it's very popular. It's called Scream. I've never heard of Scream. <laughs> Kevin Williamson. <laughs> <laughs> um i mean obviously like with dawson's creek uh, and he obviously wrote scream you know he's he's very much um popular in, in not only in teen drama but also teens slasher films because uh, i know what you did last summer as well um and uh, you know i just think that that ties in quite nicely with the film we're going to talk about today as well um so i agree what in terms of horror, for yourself, like tell me a little bit about your history with 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 horror. Like, was there any specific films you remember watching from a young age that got you into like horror or slashes?
1: Oh yeah. So I the first horror movie I remember watching like all the time, like on repeat to the point where I don't even know how I was even able to watch it at such a young age. But I would watch Nightmare on Elm Street constantly. And I became such a fan of Wes Craven. Like, I was really little. I was probably, hmm. like, five or six when I was watching this movie. And um, my sister, my older siblings would always just have it on, and I'd sit there and watch it. And every time, like, a sequel would come out, I would, like, beg my mom to, like, ha- have my siblings take me to see it. And she would always refuse. And I'd be like, but I watch it all the time. Like, <laughs> this is my memory. I probably didn't see all that. <laughs> but, um... I don't know i just was always obsessed with freddy krueger and you know as i got older i would watch all the friday the 13th and the halloweens Mm -hmm. and um you know it just i've always just been a horror fan and then as i got older and um when scream came out like it just blew my mind and that that i feel like after watching nightmare on Elm street so many times it's sort of like, it was the same situation where I was constantly watching it. And like, I saw it in the theaters twice when it came out, I was in high school. And then I remember one, the summer it came out on VHS. I was like renting it like constantly. And my mom would bring it home and she'd be like, they told me that you have one more rental, Stephen, because other people want to rent it. <laughs> I was like, whatever. <laughs> I would just sit there and watch it. I memorized it. Like, it's just one of those movies that you you just i became just very obsessed with and you know i love all the sequels they're not as some of them aren't as great as the original but um i still love them i just love the whole world that kevin williamson created with with that whole franchise
0: yeah absolutely I mean, it, it's a fantastic film and you know it's responsible for a lot of other slasher films that came in in the 90s with that mm-hmm. tight, kind of on, ensemble cast and I think that leads us nicely into the film we're going to talk about today. Mm -hmm. So uh, we are going to talk about Urban Legend, um, directed by Jamie Blanks. Uh, I'll give a brief summary of the film. Um, So the students of Pendleton University are taunted with the looming anniversary of a local massacre, wrapped up in local myth, after Natalie's former friend is murdered in a similar fashion to a story that everyone has heard before. That they probably heard from their cousin's best friend's brother's roommate. She begins <laughs> to suspect there is a pattern to the deaths happening around her. So, when did you first see Urban Legend? Do you remember your initial reaction to it?
1: Um, I honestly don't remember the first time I saw it. I know I saw it in the theaters. Because mm. when these movies were coming out like constantly, I was always going to see them. But I do remember hearing about it. Um, reading about it in Fangoria, because mm-hmm. I still I still get that magazine is crazy, but I, I remember. Uh, yeah, it's it's. I mean, yeah, it's Fangoria, but um, I remember getting that issue in the mail, and th- it was like a fall day. I remember, and like I was. It, I know it sounds so weird that I remember this, but. I remember my mom was putting like fall decorations up outside of the house and me and my friend who like I would go see these movies with all the time, we were just like hanging out and I'm like looking through the magazine on our front um, front steps and I saw the whole thing about urban legend and I was like, oh, this looks really good because like everybody hears about urban legends and you're like, mm-hmm. you know, that's a good premise for a movie and I remember seeing like all the people that were involved in it and um, I just remember... From that instant, being like, oh, I know I'm going to like this movie. So um, I remember going, I remember we saw it in the theaters, but I just, I don't honestly remember the first time (laughs) I saw it. But I know I liked it because even today, this movie is one of those like comfort horror movies that I have. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like I can just put it on and fall asleep to or, you know, just have it on in the background. It's just one of those films to me. And it, it reminds me of that time in my life you know hmm. it's, it it was just an important time when i was doing all this stuff in my 20s but whatever i think <laughs> i was even younger than that when did this movie come out again 1998 19- oh god yeah i was like 18 when it came out so yeah um yeah i was i was a baby
0: <laughs> oh, gosh, i was uh, i was 7 when that film came out
1: I swear to God, every single person that I hang out or talk to or <laughs> become friends with, they're ten years younger
0: than me. It's making me feel so old. It's fine. It's fine. You don't you don't look older than me. <laughs> I'm getting gray. I'm I'm noticing I'm getting gray, Leroy. <laughs> Right. i mean it's with with urban legend it's a bit of a weird i i remember um i mean my i mean the whole history with with me and horror is that uh my dad ran a mobile video shop on the back of a van oh my he god was, really yeah yeah he, he did it for a very short time but that's why there was like vhs tapes everywhere so we had every genre going oh my god but he was that that was just him. He was very much into film. So like a, a trip to the video store was it, it it was like a big thing to him and it was a big thing to us because we would just get shitloads of VHS tapes. Yeah, I love that. And um when Urban Legend came out, I don't I don't remember any hype about it, whether in the cinemas and such, uh, but I remember it came out on VHS and we rented it. I remember watching it and I just absolutely loved it. And yeah. for me with, with Urban Legend, like over here I mean the, the legends that they discuss. It's very much um, like American folklore. Ah. So it was something that I obviously, as as a seven year old child, wasn't really aware of. And I'm not sure if anyone else was, but uh, I mean <laughs> the most the most urban legend kind of thing that we all heard was that either Marilyn Manson, Michael Jackson, or Prince removed the rib to give themselves a blowjob. Oh, that's yeah. A, that, that's, oh, oh, you heard that too. I like heard that one. <laughs> Yes.
1: <laughs> it's coming oh, all the way over to here.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but, I mean, like, as I got older, things like, um, you know, the babysitter and the man upstairs, like, things like that started to playground whispers and such. That So I did hear things like that, but yeah, it just wasn't something that was really on the radar over here, but it was very easy to understand that that was the motive of, of what was going on in this film, and yeah, I just loved it. Um, I mean, I loved sl- uh, slasher films as a kid. I mean, <laughs> you know, yeah, I mean been.
1: who doesn't? I mean, <laughs> yeah. when people are like, I'm not a big horror fan. I'm like, what? Mm. What are you talking about? Like, they're so fun to watch, even if they're just stupid. Like, just exactly. having, like, a dumb horror movie on, like, a Saturday night when you have nothing else to watch, just to, like, not think about anything and just kind of laugh at it even if it's just stupid like that to me is entertaining i don't know but i wanted to say the only urban legend that i really feel like me and my siblings would try to do um when we were kids was bloody mary like everybody always did bloody <laughs> mary so when they're in that scene where brenda and natalie are doing the bloody mary if i was like well they're not in front of a mirror but that so that always confused me about that scene but we would go into the bathroom, turn off the lights, and do Bloody Mary, like I think we would do it three times. And of course, one of us would be like, I saw something. And then we'd run yeah, yeah. out. But it's not true. It's an urban legend. It's not truly. <laughs> <really, really. laughs> She's not gonna haunt me.
0: Right. <laughs> I mean, that's that's the other thing as well. Like in this film, like this there's, there's a lot of like pop culture kind of uh, legends as well. I mean I have I had no idea who Mikey, who would eat ev- everything, was. But oh, I, I heard that point. one too.
1: When I remember yeah. when they
0: brought that up, I, he- I remember hearing about that when I was younger. Yeah, but I had no idea who that was. But I was just kind of <laughs> like, okay, I'll go with that. Because um,
1: you're so young, you have no idea. Who he is.
0: Exactly. I mean, what was the the <laughs> the song that plays during the um, during the party? Let me just find out what it's called. Um. Oh, uh, Love Roll Coaster by the Hawaiian oh, yeah. Ohio, Ohio players. Um, apparently, um, there's a real girl screaming in it, who, a girl who actually got killed is screaming in it. That was the rumor, apparently.
1: <laughs> oh, I never, see, I didn't even know that. I just thought that was part of the movie.
0: I didn't yeah. even know that. Oh, okay. <laughs> You're, you're enlightening me, because I knew nothing about that I mean, this is all going off the internet Which in itself is just an urban le- Like, full of urban legends Like, Well, it um, must be true Oh yeah, absolutely I mean, if it's on Reddit, it happened, right? Yeah. Oh my god, don't even get me started on Reddit It confuses me so much <laughs> oh, It's wild what I read I, I remember, like, getting so I got so obsessed at one point With um, The Dark Web Oh and- yeah I kind of like had this like this like I fantasized about this image of like how horrible things on there actually were. <laughs> and I would read these stories on Reddit and I would believe that they were true. And it was just somebody completely BSing because yeah. they just wanted a reaction. And then I found out that mainly it's just the dark web's actually not as dark as people think it is. No, so. it never really is. It's all bullshit.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I remember teasing my nephew about the dark web when he was real young, he's 18 now. So like when he was real, real young, he's like real nerdy into like all that stuff. And I was like, Kevin, did you ever hear of the dark web? And he was like, yeah, never go to the dark web. I'm like, Let, let's go, Kevin. And I like try to pull it up and he would like freak out and he'd run away. And I'd be like, come on, Kevin, it's not real. It's a joke. I'm like, what are
0: we going to see? <laughs> so creepy. I love that. Um, let's let's talk about the opening of urban legend because i feel like i feel personally that this is quite an iconic opening um to a horror film and the reason i i think it is is because yeah this the setup is this film is going to be compared to scream quite a bit like Mm -hmm. it's just inevitable it's a post scream slasher but the setup is similar to scream in the respect that we become invested in michelle who's obviously traveling uh traveling back to university and that she stops off at a gas station. Um, I mean, I don't know if you can hear my cat meow yeah, <laughs> was but like, you might hear mine
1: too. Cause my, my other one was just <laughs> over here, like torturing me.
0: <laughs> um, I, I've lost my train of thought. <laughs> travel
1: and traveling.
0: Traveling. Iconically. Yeah. Travels, travels <laughs> to a gas station. um, while Total Eclipse The Heart is played in the background, which is obviously a hint of what's about to happen, you know, turn around. I'm not gonna yeah. sing the whole song, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's just like that perfect setup for a horror film, the isolated gas station, the creepy the creepy attendant. I think it's a really clever opening because I I never saw the twist coming. Would would you say that you did?
1: No, I didn't. And I remember when I, um, even watching it last night, I was just like, well, I know she's going to die, but (laughs) watching the whole thing, you're like, well, how?" like, even like when I, when I would rewatch it again, like you would see the attendant look back in the window and Mm. you don't even like notice it until you watch it a couple of times. Hmm. So you're like, well, what is that? What is he doing? Like, I don't understand it, but, because clearly you think he's going to be like the killer, but, um, but I do think that with these types of movies, they were trying to copy a lot of what Kevin Williamson was doing with those opening scenes, yeah, in his films. So I, I did think perhaps she might die, but, um, but no, you don't really see it coming. And
0: um, yeah, no, I, it, it is. It's 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 just so clever the way it's done. And like you said, with with Kevin Williamson, you know. There is that inspiration there, which, you know, obviously in turn, Scream's opening was inspired by Psycho. So I think it comes yeah. comes full circle with that. I mean, as a post-Scream slasher, I mean, the, the similarities are obviously always going to be there. And it, it's that, like I said, it's that ensemble cast. And I think it was designed very much in a way to cash in on the trend of the slashers at the time. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, people don't... I mean the people who reviewed it at the time the critics the, the negativity about it was that they claimed it was just a cheap imitation off screen because of you know the emphasis on urban legends being um, you know that that's what the focus is rather than scary movies um, I mean there's so many that are just dropped in like little ones like um, the birth control and the aspirin for example. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was like
1: when they said that I was like what a bitch <laughs> Her
0: roommate should like sue her. <laughs> I know, absolutely. Uh what was the oh yeah, the 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 spider eggs in the bubble gum. <laughs> that
1: I never heard of. All I, uh, the only thing regarding like spiders was like the one about where this there was like a spider bite. Maybe it was from like scariest stories. Maybe hmm. as I like look at it. But like the the girl gets bit by a spider, and then there's like um like, she, the spider lays an egg, and then, like, it all comes out on her face. It looks like a yeah. zit. That's, like, the only sort of, like, spider urban legend I remember hearing. But I know I mean, what you're saying.
0: I mean, even um, those, those scariest, stories to, scariest stories to tell in the dark. Yeah, yeah. Did I say that right? Yeah. Even those are, are very much inspired by urban legends. I mean, so it, it's possible that that's where the inspiration for those came from, for that story came from, maybe. Yeah. But yeah, like I haven't—I mean, I've got loads of books on urban legends of urban legends, but I have never heard of half of them. Um, so, I mean, yeah. that's one that I—I've never heard like in passing. But yeah, it's <laughs> I, there's probably so many to be honest that are just it just maybe it just depends on like the local area as well. So, um, but. Yeah, I mean, for the life of me, I can't understand why this movie has a 5.6 rating on IMBD. I think it deserves so much higher than that.
1: <laughs> I um, I have to be honest with you. I don't even know what their... What does a rating go up to? 10?
0: Yeah, it goes up to 10.
1: Well, because people are so, like, fucking fickle all the time. <laughs> and they think they know everything about horror movies. If they watched this back in the 90s when it came out, they would totally love it. But because people are all about... Elevated horror and all this mm. other stuff. That's to me that stuff is so boring. Some of it's really good, but some of it's really boring. But it's just a fun slasher movie. And they, yeah. they don't they don't think it's like serious. That's why. But I agree with you. I'd give this movie a 10.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I found RMDB, I would just change it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, I would. I'd give it a very high rating. Because like I said, it's it's I think yeah, okay, post-scream slasher, blah blah blah. But I separate it from that because I do think that it's it's very clever in the way it's done. It's been it's been thought out how they've how they've written the film, yeah. And you know, it it wasn't just just um, slasher fodder just to you know have the the next box office hit. I mean, yeah, part of it probably was the case with the studio, of course it was, but I just don't think that that's the case with this film. I think somebody really wanted to tell like an authentic, really thought out story.
1: Yeah, and mm. it, it's just a very easy movie to watch, too. And, you know, with with the whole topic of Urban Legends, it's not like you were here... I don't think I was watching a lot of things about Urban Legends back then,
0: either. Mm. It is,
1: like you said before, like, it's just things that you heard heard on the playground.
0: I think, as well, like, the way that Natalie figures out the style of murders is very early on in the film, after your boy Joshua Jackson...
1: Um, yeah.
0: First kill, Dawson's Creek.
1: Yeah,
0: uh, first kill too, and I, th- I think that was probably intentional because I think out of the cast at the time, he was probably the. M- I would argue he was the most well known because of the popularity of Dawson's Creek. I would say him and probably Jared Leto. Mm, true, um, I and mean, maybe to an extent, Daniel Harris. But I mean, mm.
1: to me, Daniel Harris was always one of those like you knew her from Halloween yeah, and she would pop in all these like small roles. So like, it's almost to me, like she's, she's in the movie, but it's such a cameo to me yeah. um, because she is such like a horror icon. I guess mm. you can say that, but um, I know exactly, I knew who she was immediately when she came on screen. So I was just like, Oh, it's Jamie. Yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> but um, yeah, I think out of the main cast, I would say it would, joshua jackson and jared leto because i mean and everybody mm. knows who rebecca gayhart was i felt like i did um because i'd watched her on like manu to and like all these other things so i forgot yeah of course she's in that isn't she yeah <laughs> me and my sister talk about that all the time we're always like remember when dylan got married and then he, oh. she got shot by her own father or something i was like <laughs> It was so tragic. I remember watching it.
0: <laughs> I mean, yeah, it was. It was drama. I, I mean, I think that's probably like a precursor to Dawson's Creek for how dramatic it, you can get, to be honest. But I, know. <laughs> um, I mean, with with Natalie, like I can say, she figures out the style of the murder very early on in the film. But I, I at first, like when I, as I watched this as I got older, I was like, is this plausible? Because like she's only, you know, yeah. she's basing this on like a friend being killed and then she sees Damien uh, get killed. But I think as well, when it's revealed that she played high beams with Michelle and obviously that led to somebody's death, I think she's conscious of it. Maybe maybe not, maybe not as conscious as she thinks she is, but that's the conclusion that she comes to quite quickly. And, you know, maybe she's just aware of like the the myths just naturally because obviously she's, it just comes kind of quite quick i, I think like she just well, kind' of, like I feel like the da- the um
1: Damon's death was very specific specific too, so mm. maybe she was just like, you know, after they had that whole the whole class with Wexler and the urban legend whole the, like maybe it was, maybe it was just stuck in her mind, mm. but his death was very specific, so like when they got the book and she was looking through everything, I was just like, yeah, Natalie's on something, so. Yeah, and with her own past with the whole high beams thing. Mm. Natalie is Natalie's a very smart character. <laughs> she's she's a terrible runner, but
0: maybe she's you know, just <laughs> she's really good at figuring out crimes. <laughs> Do you know what's quite controversial? I've said I think I've said this before in like a couple of um like just like a couple of general discussions. I don't like Natalie at all.
1: A lot of people <laughs> don't like Natalie. Mm. I've listened to other podcasts about Urban
0: Legend, and they just hate her. And I don't mind yeah. her. I don't mind her. I don't get me wrong. I think I think she's she's resourceful. I don't know. I just think that maybe I think it's for me. It's a little a wit. I think somebody could have played that role so much better. I mean, um, there's so many people that were in the the front running to play that role. Uh, Melissa Joan Hart being one of them. But I mean,
1: see, I would not. I would not be able to watch it with her. I'm not a big Melissa Joan Hart fan. I don't know. Um, I'm a Sabrina it, fan. I'm not a Melissa Joan Hart fan. Yeah, Sabrina's good. But I was never mm. really into Sabrina when, when it was out either. But mm. um, I don't know. I, I don't think I could picture Melissa Joan Hart doing this. But when I watch these movies and I and people ask that question like who do you think you could see like doing that when you hear about the casting choices and stuff and Mm. I'd be like oh that's interesting but it's so branded in my mind that like that's who I see in the role who ended up getting it you know what I mean yeah so it's hard for me to like picture somebody else but no she didn't she didn't bother me but I'm glad you're on that train that you hate Alicia (laughs) Whitley.
0: I mean, I don't hate her as a person. I mean, I just, I just, I don't know. Maybe, yeah. I mean, obviously, I love this film, so, like, you know, I must like something about her. Um, I mean, I was looking at some of the casting choices just in general, like just before they they did actually settle on the casting, and I think even Danielle Harris went for the role of Natalie. Oh, probably, yeah. Who Um, else? Who else? uh, Jennifer Love (laughs) Hewitt. Oh, of course. Of course. But. Um, in terms of Sasha, Sarah Michelle Gellar, did, but did, did she just not audition for every single horror teen film that I was around that. at the time? I find that hard to believe. But, I mean, it might have been true. Her agent probably said, oh, do you want to do this? And a- apparently she accepted it, but she couldn't do it because of Buffy. But when I think about that, I'm like, she's literally just done I Know What You Did Last Summer with a chase scene that's quite similar to the one that Sasha has in this film. And she's kind of like a similar character, Sasha. I would say, kind of like the the heaven of the film. So I it's kind even, of like
1: I wouldn't even see her playing Sasha. I mean, no. I I would see her as the lead uh, mm. if she's auditioning for anything, or even um even uh, Brenda. You know, yeah. I, I wouldn't even see her as being Sasha because that I felt like that role was so small. Unless maybe she just wanted to do it for time constraints, you know, like mm. how she was in scream too. Like she was in it for like a minute, but yeah. <laughs> I mean, she, she's so important to that movie. I feel like,
0: yeah, of course. But, absolutely. I don't,
1: I don't know. I, I I, I, mean,
0: I feel like I heard that though about
1: Sarah. Michelle yeah.
0: I mean, it, I think uh, with, with a lot of, a lot of the young actors who did have TV shows, obviously their commitment was to that, but um, maybe that's probably why they did accept the, the support in all of the, the, the smaller roles, just because, of, I mean, obviously the studios are like, cha-ching, if that's yeah. the case. But, you know, obviously time constraints and stuff, maybe that's why it was specifically Sasha that she, they had in mind for her. But, I mean, I, I think Tara Reid, it is a small role, but I think Tara Reed does an excellent job in this film. And, I do too. Yeah. Oh,
1: when I was watching it last night, I even said, I was like, she was so cute. I'm not like a big Tara Reed like fan, but like she <laughs> I know she's had like a string of like terrible movies that she's put out, but I know back then it was like her heyday,
0: you know, with American yeah.
1: Pie and everything, but she is so adorable
0: in this movie. <laughs> I think she's she's even sad. I'm sure she's gone on record. I think it might have been in um like a the documentary in the most recent release. I'm sure she said this is, this is probably the best thing she thinks that she's ever done. Like, she, wow. she loves her role in this film. And Joe, you know hats off to her because I think for a small role, her chasing is something that I do remember. And her character is great in it. Absolutely. Yeah, she's very memorable. Speaking of memorable characters, <laughs> Professor Wexler, Robert Englund. Nightmare Cooper. on Elm Street. <laughs> <laughs> my hero, <laughs> the man of my dreams. The man um, of my dreams. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, with with Wexler, I, 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 I think the idea with with him is that he's a red herring. Of course, he is. Yeah. I just think that having Robert Englund in this, and for such a small, it is a small, it's a cameo. But I don't know. Maybe I, I think it's a bit of a wasted opportunity because I feel like they could have going into this. Okay, I'll backtrack a little bit here. Going into this, I always thought there would be more to do with the actual um, the massacre, so the Stanley Hall massacre. I thought that's yeah. what it, I thought that's what it was going to lead up to. Um, but there was a nice twist in the end that that wasn't the case. But I mean. Did you think that was when when you originally watched it back in the day? Did you think maybe it was going to because they they put such emphasis on it? Obviously, it's set on the anniversary, the uh, set on the anniversary of the massacre. But in hindsight, it, it was the perfect setup for Brenda to go follow through with her plan, which it was is why the twist great.
1: But I have to tell you the whole thing with the massacre plot line—it literally just could, like leaves my brain when I watch the <laughs> movie. It's not; it's so like not important to me. <laughs> I understand <laughs> what they're doing with it, with uh, Wexler being a red herring, and the dean wasn't the dean part of it too, mm-hmm. and like they were covering it all up. I don't know. It's such a like inconsequential thing to me. <laughs> I don't even like think about it because I'm so focused on the the murders and like the urban legends and all of that stuff but like um i understand what you're saying they could have done more with it to sort of mm-hmm. like build the story more with that and sort of like pull it all together in the end but um yeah i don't even like think about it so- <laughs>
0: That's not what uh, I was that just it. shows okay, how much.
1: Massacre.
0: <laughs> it just shows how much. I just literally. I. I mean, I don't know. I just can't enjoy. I. I can enjoy a film. I just can't enjoy a film without picking it apart and picking every aspect out these days. So that's just me. Jamie probably. does the same
1: thing when we were reviewing Scream, um, for the podcast. She was. I said, Jamie, I'm not doing this. I was like, we're not doing this. I, I even said it on the um, episode. She was like, but I don't know. I don't know why. I was like, it's just a movie. <laughs> I was like, I'm not doing this with my favorite movie. And we were like cracking up about it. But yeah, yeah. Like she has to get into every single detail. And I'm like... Here we go. Oh my god, we did with my bloody Valentine the remake and I was like, Jamie, yes. I mean, this is like the dumbest movie ever. I don't know <laughs> if the girl was pregnant. I don't know. She was like totally gutted by the killer. They're never going to find the fetus. <laughs>
0: My God, yeah, it's funny. Oh, I love her; she's so funny. <laughs> oh my, she cracks
1: me up. <laughs> I keep telling her we got to do one of these things together, and um, you will you have a you have a blast with her. <laughs> Absolutely, I,
0: I would love to. I'm sure. I'm sure she'd make me laugh <laughs> a lot. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah. So th- obviously, the, the the setup uh, we're with, with the Stanley Hall massacre. So the, you know the significance of that. There's yeah. It it leads back to uh, what Natalie did with Michelle with the high beams. She killed somebody and it's revealed that all along it was the best friend, Brenda, because mm-hmm. Natalie and Michelle killed her boyfriend by accident. Yep. Right. <laughs> Rebecca Gayheart. I love her. Through this film, I kind of feel like she sails through. She's the nice best friend. She plays it a little bit, you know, a little bit ditzy at times. Yeah, you know, she's got her eyes set on um, Paul Jared Leto, and then she just takes it straight to fucking level ten. Yeah, (laughs) her eyes, her eyes at the
1: the finale of the film. It's amazing. I was like, oh my god, they're like popping, they're popping out
0: of her head. It's and she's still so pretty. yeah she is she's gorgeous um i mean the, that's what i mean like the commitment to to from going like the, i never would have guessed in a million years that it would have been brenda if anything i would have thought brenda would have been killed off like earlier
1: when she popped up at the end i remember thinking um when they were in the rain and it she just sort of sort of just like appeared with <laughs> natalie and and paul <laughs>
0: It's just sorry. To... It's just reminded me of that bit where like she goes, "Where's Sasha?" and Natalie goes, "She's dead." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it's that scene.
1: <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, I think Brenda's the killer." But why? Why? Why did she kill anybody? Oh, you know what else I was thinking about in the opening scene, and I never really thought about it until last night when I watched it. When she kills Michelle, mm-hmm. she like with the, it would like beheads her with the axe. Michelle's driving. And hmm. she kills the driver of the car. Like wouldn't you like get wouldn't she get into a car accident or somehow <laughs> Do you know what I mean?
0: Like, oh, the, so the like a thoughts like... I I on the pedal, obviously still, so like wouldn't it just go in? Yeah. And, yeah, it just kind of stops.
1: Yeah, she was just like, oh, okay, I guess my headless corpse will just pull over now. But she, she I was just assumed she would just keep driving. But she killed her while she's driving. I was like, that's not yeah. very smart. <laughs> but she, I i don't know. Throughout the movie with a lot of the killings, um, Brenda gets beat up a lot. Like, especially with the Damon scene. She, mm. like, she falls all over that car. <laughs> I think at even one point she gets hit by it. So yeah. I don't know. She's very strong, that Brenda, but she's a psycho, so
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> she doesn't I mean, do anything.
0: <laughs> you know, you've you've given me a bit of food for thought here, actually. Like <laughs> to be fair, she does take a bit of a beating, and like she's got no friggin' bruises on her. No, so yeah, she's
1: not. She's not like a big girl, so they would probably <laughs> show up somewhere.
0: <laughs> oh, I mean. I just think as, as like a killer, like a, like the the character like switching her, like he said, with the eyes and obviously she gets a little bit zany and she comes out with some <laughs> great one-liners during that bit. I just think she's absolutely brilliant in the way that she does it. I mean, um I mean, between like the comedic relief of Reese, even though yes she is the villain, like this kind of like a comedy element to the way that she delivers her lines and the backstory yeah. a little bit. And I just think that it was, it was again, it's just a clever way of doing it. Like it, this could have been anyone. It could have been, it could have been Joshua Jackson at the end revealing that it was him all along because of X lines. It could have been, it could have been anyone. But like the way that they didn't put an emphasis on it being Brenda. There was not much of a hint there. I just thought it was really brilliant. Yeah,
1: I agree with that. I think it was a very um, surprising and um, uh, a surprise twist of the killer. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but she's um, like, you killed my boyfriend. And then they show the picture where they're in high school. I was like, they were not in high school. <laughs> when that happened.
0: I mean, wasn't uh, Rebecca Gay Hart 29 at the time?
1: Oh, probably, yeah. And how about Michael Rosenbaum? Michael Rosenbaum, was he looks super old in this, too. And mm. to this day, I still say, Paul." <laughs> or we say that for no reason. <laughs> I was just like, oh, he said it last night. And I just could not stop saying it. It's such a weird thing this movie has on me. <laughs> I don't get it.
0: <laughs> I mean, I do get the edge just to say to people, Miss Fang, every now and again, because of Brenda. <laughs> but there we go. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, having, she comes out with, like,
1: a little bit of, like, a, a southern accent at the end. And I was like, like, were they southern? Because <laughs> if, if she, if they killed the boyfriend, mm-hmm. they were in the same area. So were they in the south? I don't know. I didn't even, I couldn't think about that. Too, I couldn't think too deeply <laughs> about that.
0: I don't know. I mean, I, to be fair, I've not picked up on it. But maybe next time I watch it, I'll actually be like, maybe this was another like another plan to so that like maybe she was gonna be, be full something and then <laughs> I know.
1: Now I'm really thinking about it, Leroy. Jesus Christ.
0: <laughs> I know. Sorry. <laughs>
1: a fun comfort horror movie is turning into um uh a uh what am I gonna say? What am I trying to say? Uh deconstruction of something that I should not care about. <laughs>
0: I know I think I, this, is, this is just what I do in general with like everything as I say I'm just I'm a bit of a spoil sport I mean maybe it's because like from doing you being in university and having to do this with like everything I just do it naturally now and I hope it goes away one day but yeah
1: <laughs> well you're not an asshole about it so that's good <laughs> yeah absolutely
0: I mean I could be but I'm not I, I like I just like films and I just like dissecting them We're not ruining it, so that's Mm. good. (laughs) Um I mean what's your overall in Urban Legend, what is your favorite scene?
1: Um, what is my favorite scene? Um so when I was watching it last night, the scene that really kind of um uh it made me a little sad was the Damon scene because it was so easy for her to just sort of like look just sort of like look up or just be like who's on top of the car because damon's nowhere to be found and Mm. i know she's like scared and she's running from the killer but like just knowing that he's up there and she and he knows she's gonna like hit the gas and he's gonna die Mm. i was just like oh my god that's terrifying to even think that that could even happen um Uh it's it's so it's and, and you know like somebody probably killed somebody like that in real life it's so creepy to think um mm. but the other one that i thought was disgusting was the one with um uh the the roommate what's her name again um oh tosh tosh mm. where because she's such a bitch every time that <laughs> comes into the room and you know and natalie's just like whatever Look, if, that, if she was my roommate in college, I'd be like, go fuck yourself. I was like, I live here too. I wouldn't be letting anybody tell me how to live in my fucking dorm room. But um, no, she she's just doing what she was. What Tosh told her to do. So it's her mm. own fault that she got killed. To be honest with you. And, um, but waking up and then her turning around and seeing all that on the wall. That Mm. is so creepy to think that somebody was in your room while you were trying to sleep. Murdering your roommate and then writing that over the wall? It's so disgusting.
0: Oh, it's so creepy. Stuff like that creeps me out. That is actually my favourite scene as well. But (laughs) I was just thinking there with Tosh, It's funny, actually, because the way she is was how I pretty much was when I was, like, thirteen. Cigarette in my hand, <laughs> eyeliner, black hair. I'm vampire freak, saved, looking for goth guys on similar. Parts. <laughs> <laughs> like, what are 13, you into? Yeah, what are you into? <laughs>
1: <laughs> what are you into? At third, what me? Thirteen. What are you into? Um, I don't know. Like uh, Debbie Gibson, <laughs> Paul Abdul. <laughs> Not interested.
0: <laughs> I love that, but there you are right. with With that scene, what what makes it quite quite terrifying is literally that they were in the room the entire time with with Natalie, and then just that writing on the wall. There's just something really eerie about it. Mm-hmm. Um, my other favourite scene is, is it isn't because it's horror; it's because it's so fucking stupid. Oh is um, when. Um, that's called Rebecca Gayheart. When Brenda is having a swim, and then somebody just comes in in a full plane Parker yeah. boots and uh, ski pants, and Natalie just goes absolutely ape shit and just sm- smashes the glass, and then they <laughs> just pull it off like, "Oh hi, I'm just going for a swim."
1: Yeah, it's <laughs> like, so like, silly. <laughs> yeah, I was like, couldn't she just? Oh no, she was locked in the room somehow. But she, um yeah, she just breaks the fucking window or the glass, like. Who's going to pay for that, Natalie?
0: <laughs> I don't even think she was locked in. I think she just couldn't be asked, running down to, to the, <laughs> the pool to tell
1: No, think mean, <laughs> she went to the door. The door wouldn't open. And, oh. that, and that's when she broke the glass with the chair But yeah, they're looking at her like What the fuck is wrong with this girl they're, She's like, Brenda, get your friend in check <laughs> She's like, I will later When I kill all of
0: her friends <laughs> I mean, straight after they're in the locker room I mean, realistically the, the person who owns that gym or whatever would be like Yeah, you you need to fucking pay for that <laughs> She probably she wouldn't be in the locker room. She'd be kicked out straight away. I know.
1: would <laughs> be like you can't stay at this college anymore. You're <laughs> you're just you're ruining everything, Natalie. You're ruining everything. <laughs> who is your Who is your favorite character in this? Um, me, it's not Natalie, and I'm not, and it's not because <laughs> I dislike her at all. <laughs> I probably would say Brenda. Mm. I just like the whole, like surprised that she's the killer i like how, I, I like i said i like the final scene i liked how um how she was so into it and um i don't know she just leaves a, an effect on you you know
0: as yeah a character. no absolutely i i think Brenda's a terrific character i mean like i said just going from that that ditzy best friend role to her being the villain and her personality completely changed she's she's one of my favorite characters but also um reese is as well i just think she's oh yeah awesome (laughs) yeah
1: she is really funny and she's in the sequel
0: (laughs) she is that was something else i was gonna say though like like i said i don't remember anything for this like any advertising or like uh, tv ads or commercials um for for urban legend but when urban legend's chief final cut came to was in the cinema it was literally fucking everywhere, like I remember really? the adverts constantly yeah uh, there was it was always um on t v maybe like they', they just...
1: realized that like the because the first one didn't didn't have such a uh such promotion
0: mm-hmm. that
1: they ended up doing it for the second one because the first one made so much money, but the second one, I don't think is that is even that as good as the first one, but I still it's, like it,
0: yeah, I like it it's it's different it's it's not. It's complete to me. It's like it, obviously, yeah, it's an *Urban Legends*, but it's, it's a completely different style of film. Mm-hmm. But I think a lot of people couldn't separate it from that. I mean, obviously, the connection there is obviously Reese, and she gives um, Jennifer Morrison's character the story about Pendleton University, anyway. And obviously, there's Brenda at the end, yeah, in that one as well. But. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Actually, no. There are a lot of connections to it, but still, if you separate the two and look at them in different ways, <laughs> I think it makes it more enjoyable. I actually, I've got it recorded on my um, cable box. Uh, the second one, and I'm going to watch that at some point as well. But I've not seen it for years. Um, what's your uh, what's your favorite line in the film?
1: My palm <laughs> <laughs> I was
0: waiting for that. <laughs> the only thing I can remember. <laughs> <laughs> um, mine's the bit where the dean says to reese um about damon he's probably shacked up in, in a hotel somewhere with a girl or or, or a guy weren't you ever 18 once? and reese just goes not that kind of 18. <laughs> yeah, no and he goes or a farm animal <laughs> oh yeah i forgot that bit. yeah <laughs> <a farm> animal.
1: <laughs> yeah and she goes not that kind of age. and then when she's walking him down and she, he turns around she goes she, she mounts, asshole. I was like, that was just <laughs> funny. And then oh, he's gosh. like, and then he looks in the back seat. Because he's, like, afraid somebody's back there. His death was so silly to me. Because when I was watching, I was like, he could have literally just rolled over to the side and survived. <laughs> I mean, at least for a little bit until she decided to kill him again. <laughs> but uh, I was like, he just did it to himself.
0: <laughs> I mean, the emphasis as well, though, that he's he's aware of the, you know, the epigletic, because he looks in his back seat like, yeah beforehand. It's like, is everyone in this film just kind of, like, semi-aware of it? Even if, I mean... <laughs> I don't know. I, I just found that. I found that scene a little bit, a bit like okay, that's a little bit
1: on the nose. But that's I just feel me. like they're like making them feel like they're aware of it, but it's not. It's not really happening because mm. they're like, no, like this. This isn't real. Like nobody's killing people, urban legend style. Mm. You know what I mean? And Natalie's like, they are. <laughs> they are. <laughs> <laughs> Run. Run. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Was there anything else you wanted to discuss?
1: Um, The deconstruction of um, Jared Leto's character in general.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, Jared Leto in this He hates this film, apparently. He won't talk about it, and I don't know why.
1: Well, I have to tell you, I I commented something about that, too, on Twitter. And Mm. the director, Jamie Blanks. Jamie Blanks, yeah. He's on Twitter. He's very nice, and he's responded Mm. to a couple of things that I've tweeted. He actually he actually tweeted out and said like Jared was like such a good time on the film or had such a good time on the film and like he's talked to him about it and like it's opposite of what like you had just said but Mm -hmm. I feel like Jared Leto was kind of like uh, um he's kind of pretentious I feel like so Mm -hmm. maybe he does think that way but I don't know if I was an actor and I was just like getting my start in films that like eventually led me to like like these bigger roles where I became like. Like a superstar, like, you know, like he is now, mm. I would not give a shit. I'd be like, yeah, I'd be like so proud of everything that I did. Cause, like, you yeah. start, everybody starts from somewhere. And he's so handsome in this movie. And the color schemes that they have him wearing <laughs> at one point at the end, he's wearing like a blue dress shirt. And then he has like this green, like cargo jacket on. I was like, I know I had that outfit back in the day, but I'm was like, i going to wear that. Cause I have the same exact jacket. I was like, I'm going to wear this one day. I, I really like how his eyes are popping.
0: <laughs> Fashion <laughs> choices from Harrah. Love it. Yeah, Yeah.
1: Did you, I felt like a lot of the characters are, it's just a, a weird observation I had they were all wearing a lot of blue and Mm. um like in the in the scene with in wexler's class where they're doing the pop rocks and all that stuff um damon is wearing like a white long sleeve shirt and a blue shirt over it like a button down and uh brenda's almost wearing the same thing and I was, and it's it almost looks like prison mm. to me. <laughs> I don't know what it was, but I just I noticed that they're all wearing like a lot of the same colors in this movie. It's it's weird. Uh, I think it's because it was like,
0: it's just a weird well, thing. I no, it's to be honest, it is interesting because I think because obviously it was very much um, you know um, the the gap generation like that was like literally gaps style through and through it was like those light blues or double double denim or you know it was that kind of style but yeah now that you mention it yeah there is a lot of people wearing blue in this baby blue in this film yeah
1: (laughs) and it made me and i have like a ton of shirts like that too i was like i'm gonna wear that i'm gonna start wearing it again Trigger your eyes American
0: out. <laughs> Make a collage board of Jared Leto in Urban Legend. Just like this was my inspiration for today's outfit.
1: <laughs> a style, a style board—is that what they're called? I don't know. I don't
0: know what I'm talking about. <laughs> um, well, thank you very, very much for coming on the show today, Stephen. Um, I had a blast. You oh, it's no problem, I've had a blast talking to you and I'm so glad that you the, you agreed to come on here and just talk <laughs> about this film and just listen to half of my nonsense of dissecting it <laughs> Oh, please, I, I did the same thing so
1: <laughs> I, I'm going to feel bad when you're editing this because you're probably going to find out so much garbage that I was saying <laughs>
0: Um, yeah thank you so much again stephen for coming on and um you know i will get caught up on creek talk podcast um you know i i promise you i will tell you where i'm up to eventually um tell tell people tell our listeners where you, they can listen to creek talk and and uh where they can follow you
1: um you can find us everywhere um uh, we're on spotify um apple podcasts whatever just go to our link tree and our bio on instagram and um there's links to everywhere that you can find us but you can find us on instagram at creek talk podcast and on twitter at creek talk pod and you can email us at creek talk podcast at gmail.com we would love to hear from you
0: (laughs) all right guys thank you so much for listening this has been Slashic horror